and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I'm Dan, joined in studio by me this guy that i'm pointing at and me (laughs) (laughs) this is episode 123 123 holy fuck we're both bald so we're kind of indistinguishable uh today is wednesday september 14th and go with that we have mr duffy mr larimer in the studio with us hello Mr. Grant Larimer is joining us once Hello. again. Thank you very much, man. Uh, I'm happy, happy to join in. Yay! <laughs> I, we, I, after thinking about it later, I I love Jeff. Thank you, Jeff, yeah. for coming. Jeff Linville for coming on the show last week. Always a great guest. I love having him on the show. Uh, tons of brilliant insight. Really good guy. But we were doing politics stuff, and I know that's your wheelhouse, man. And I. <laughs> And I totally just I no, I didn't even think about it before and no I mean you know Jeff Jeff was Jeff's a great guy and yeah no I I'm I, I'm sure I mean we've got what two months or six seven weeks to go I mean we have and we got plenty, the debates coming up yeah we have the debates coming up. there's plenty of politics left to talk about you know the very first debate is going to be while we're on our cruise I know yeah. and I'm kind of pissed off about that I'm wondering if <laughs> if they're going to sound if the, like it'll be available <laughs> I, I'm like do I get the Wi-Fi package now so I can watch it well I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna set up the DVR to record it for sure oh, okay. because we plan to do uh, we'll we'll cover that in the show following. When, when we get back from yeah. the cruise. Hmm. So Grant and I are going on a cruise, not, I mean, we're going together, but not together, no, together. No, no. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> no, no judgment. No. Or nothing against two guys going on a cruise. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> me and Tracy and Grant and a bunch of our other friends are all going on a cruise to the Mexican Riviera to Cancun, yeah. Puerto Vallarta and Mazatlan. Mazatlan. So. I'm, I'm really looking one forward without to without a date. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Briggs date. I'm Briggs date. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. Never been on a cruise before. Yeah, Week long trip. I. Never been to Mexico before. Never been, never been to any of these places. I so. went across the border once. Oh yeah, uh, Tijuana. I was well, not Tijuana. <laughs> I was stationed in uh, uh, Fort Huachuca, which is the southern border of Arizona. Okay, and uh, crossed. Just drove down and cross over uh, some border town, a little border town, just right there. It's in the central part. I forget the name of it. Oaxaca? I, I have no idea. Did they have taco trucks on every corner? <laughs> there, were, there, were, there were a lot of tacos to be had, yes. It was, it was just some shit border town, but it was, it was fun. 
That's right, all of you border towns. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun, but we'll uh, set up the DVR so that we can cover that the following week. Uh, while we're on the topic of the next couple shows, tonight's episode will be a bit shorter. Next week's episode will be a bit shorter. And the following week, following week's episode will be a bit shorter. So tonight we're going to be recording for a little bit longer. We're probably going to break it into two shows. Uh, I don't want to have a couple weeks go by where you get we nothing. don't where we don't publish. Anything. We want to give you stuff. So well, you you could do a best of episode. Well, yeah, but those we have we have a lot of great Everybody episodes. Everybody loves I, best ofs. But I, yeah, but those are the ones that people are like, ah, I've heard this one before. I'll just skip past it. So. Uh, I wanted to do record a little bit longer tonight. We'll split it into a couple different episodes just so that it's new content that, you know, everybody will still have something from us every week. Uh, but next week, Ryan is going on vacation. I'm leaving in the morning. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, tomorrow afternoon. Well, I don't know when I'm going to the. I gotta go. I like getting at the airport at a reasonable time, but not too fucking early. <laughs> I can listen to it at a reasonable volume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm flying to Chicago tomorrow. For what? Yeah, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the south side. <laughs> uh, for my sister's wedding. So I'm flying to Chicago tomorrow where my, my brother lives and uh, spend the night there with him. Then we're driving up to Green your, Bay. Your brother who has been on the show before. Yes, he has. Yes, that was a good time. That was... Well, it was over a year ago. It was last. It was this past spring? No, it was the spring yes. before. It's been a while. It has. He's a good guy. He is. He's a lot of fun to have on the show. So I'm gonna go there since I haven't got to ever spend time with my nephew. So I'll get to go play with him tomorrow and for a whole drive up on Friday. Woohoo! So Ryan will be out next week for recording. So we're not gonna do it because Matt is also out. Uh, again, I, and I, I didn't mention that at the beginning of the show, but Matt is. Still on a hiatus while he's doing his EMT thing. How he, selfish! He will be back, people. So don't don't worry. You'll get you'll get your Matt rants back. Just not soon enough. But that brings me to the other thing I was going to say is that if I have time, uh, what I'd like to do is throw together a best of Matt rants. So it's not a best of episode. It's a bunch of different Matt rants all strung together in an episode that I will put out there. Uh, either the week after this one or the following week. But again, that's if I have time and I'm, I'm very much hoping that I will. And hopefully that wouldn't be too bad. It'd just be a matter of cutting those up, putting them into a new episode. And so the editing on it shouldn't be too, too challenging or difficult or or just clicking through the episode. Find it up, found it, copy it. Yeah. Found it, copy it. Yeah. So hopefully that wouldn't be too bad. I can get that put together. Uh, I think that's about all of the housekeeping issues that I had to take care of. Yeah. Um, Did oh, you clean the toilet. <laughs> I have a house cleaner come and do that oh, every okay. couple of weeks. <laughs> do we? Do we? Do we want to talk about your other housekeeping? My other housekeeping? Yeah, you gotta stop putting nude photos on the internet. Oh, I know. Uh, Dan, Dan, Dan. It wasn't even a nude photo, man. Uh, but. The dude, the dude had a junk sack on. <laughs> and hey, we're still willing to take that thousand dollars if you pay us. A, if we get a thousand dollars donated to the Gals Revolution, <laughs> I said, me, Matt, and Dan will all. Oh, I was wear about to say, what's, what's this? What's this? We shit you're talking about? I'm like, if I you would like to join, I in, didn't agree to anything. For fifteen hundred, Grant will join in. <laughs> so for the, for those who for those who may not know. Uh, I was recently suspended from Facebook for 24 hours because some asshole 
reported a photo of Minus containing nudity when there was no nudity in and, it. And it came from Amazon. Yeah, it was a fucking Amazon product it, ad that they had. Yeah. On there. So I, I mentioned that we're going on the cruise. So I was buying new things for the cruise. I was getting shirts and swim trunks and whatever. So I go to Amazon and I type in men's swimwear. And the very first fucking ad that pops up is for this dick sock. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like a a crown royal bag for your junk. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is, is this this nice silky pouch to put your dangly bits in. And that apparently passes for swimwear in certain parts of the world. So, so I thought that was funny, and I posted a link out on my personal Facebook timeline. And some fucking ne'er-do-well Victorian attitude cockwad reported it as being nudity, and Facebook's filters just ran whatever algorithm on it. I'm sure nobody actually looked at it, and fucking blocked my account for 24 hours. And because it was... Just a 24-hour suspension and not a deactivation or yeah. revocation of my account or whatever. There's no appeals process. There's nothing I could do about it other than wait the 24 hours and then get back on there, you know, the next day and go, that's so stupid. <laughs> Feel my impotent rage, internet. <laughs> so, so it was just, it was just fucking dumb bullshit. I, yeah. Whoever did that, if, if you actually know me, like I have, I have a lot of Facebook friends who are, People, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners who who friended me, uh, a bunch of people who follow my activism in the atheist community, whatever. So I'm a lot of a lot of Facebook quote unquote friends. Yeah. But if it's somebody who actually knows me, who's met me in real life, who's spoken with me, and you did this, go fuck yourself, man. Take yourself <laughs> off my timeline because that's a really dick move. Like there was no nudity in there, and yeah. if you're so if if you are so sexually repressed that the image of somebody with a cocksock on bothers you to the point of reporting it to Facebook, then I would hope that you don't want to talk to me in the future <laughs> because I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, very dickbag move. Yeah, <laughs> it was a total dickbag move, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally a dickbag move. Well, and the response to your post even before is back was universally positive. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone was, everyone's like Making jonesing, yeah. jonesing to see you in this. <laughs> well, yeah, as, as Ryan mentioned, somebody said I would pay good money to see you wearing that, and so Ryan said, "Well, hey, if and uh, no, someone else posted on there. I, no, I think it was Felicia. I think posted like, hey." Donate a thousand dollars, maybe Dan will do it or something like that for the Gauls Revolution. And yeah. I'm like, fuck if you or they said it must be in my house or something like that. And I'm like, fuck for a thousand dollars donated to Gauls Revolution, I'll fucking pose too. <laughs> All three of us <laughs> All will do it. All three of us will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I and and I just I woke up the next morning after posting it the day before, I woke up the next morning, started flit you know, I you wake up in the morning and I roll over, grab my phone and I check to see if anybody's messaged me, whatever. And go to sign into Facebook and I get this bing, you've, you know, the, your photo on this post and it kind of shows it in the background was reported as containing nudity and, you know, click here to read the Facebook community standards or whatever. So I just click okay. And then it's, and then it pops up another thing and says, your account has been suspended for 24 hours. It's like, what kind of happy horseshit is this, man? That's fucking nonsense. So. And Oprah's out there saying, you get a band, and you get a band, and you, everybody gets a band. So I, I sent Ryan a text message about it, and so he, he posted it out on the Godless Revolution 
uh, Facebook For one, because page. I thought it was a little funny. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you know, that, that stayed up there. Yeah. Probably just until somebody reports it as containing nudity. nudity. And then our page will be shut down. Way nah. to go, Ryan. We'll, we'll protest that because there, no, <laughs> there ain't no dick and balls showing in it. There's not even any pubes showing. Well, and that's just it. There was no chance for remediation. There was no dispute process. Like, hey, it was just, take a look at this and show me where the nudity is. Yeah. Yeah, so they they do this little thing where it's, how was your experience with this? <laughs> and it's like five five emoticons at the bottom, ranging from like, <laughs> like super frowny face to kind of frowny face. Like, where's the pain today? <laughs> to, just really? like, to just like pursed lips to <laughs> a little bit of a smile to a really big beaming smile. And so, of course, I did the big frowny face and they're like, oh, really? Why? And so I said, well, this is bullshit. There was no nudity there. If anybody can explain to me why this was actually blocked, that would be great because yeah. I make it a point. To never, I mean, I know the Facebook to follow the rules, community standards inside yeah. and out, because I've been an admin for several different groups, and because I've had other things reported in the past, and so I make sure that everything I post falls well within the within the guidelines. Sure, it was a little risque, but there were no dangly bits showing. No, and it was on Amazon's website. They don't yeah. post yeah. nude photos on Amazon's website. Anybody can Google it. It's not like, like oh, you had to go to a special .xxx website to fucking see it. No. No, so so I you know I I did the super funny face and and then from and they're like oh really why give us an explanation I was like if if somebody can explain to me why this why it was viewed as having nudity in here or to violate Facebook's community standards I would love to know so that it doesn't happen again but as far as I can tell this didn't violate anything and I had no chance to dispute this at all and was still locked out of my account for 24 hours so I think that's bullshit. I didn't actually write because I think that's so. I think that's bullshit because I didn't want to get in more be, trouble. That might be against their community standards. <laughs> you could have done the bullshit emoji. I think there's one out there for it. You can actually swear all you want on Facebook. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. People can keep people can block you from doing that, but I can confirm that 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 is uh, swimwear in certain parts of the world. Oh, really? I, I spent a week and a half in, in the Caribbean a, a number of years back and saw all kinds of... <laughs> I mean, when you when you see a guy on the beach who looks like Coco the silverback gorilla wearing a thong, I mean, you know, it's, they wear all kinds of things. Some things outside. you wish you could just pour bleach I on just, your brain. And yeah. I don't want that image in there just anymore. Gouge my eyes out. <laughs> go away, go away. Nothing against Coco the Silverback Gorilla. I think, you know. <laughs> oh, Coco's awesome. But, <laughs> I didn't well, know you were such a big Coco fan. But, oh, I am. But, I love Coco. When the guy's hitting on a topless 16 year old girl, it's a little creepy. Uh-huh. Um, hey, if it works, though, I guess I would start works. doing it myself. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note. <laughs> well, if it's over in France, it's legal, right? Growing a bu- bunch of back hair <laughs> oh, yeah. on the oh, yeah. beach. Hey, if, if it works. If I see that hairy old guy with a, with a shriveled up ball sack hanging down in his little pouch <laughs> thing, and he's picking up young, hot women, I'd be like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> So, so I did, so I, I saw a guy like that and he was, he was having dinner with a very attractive, hot young woman. I'm like, you know, daughter and, and, but no, they're, they're a little too chummy. My stepsister <laughs> who was there, who, and I, I wasn't aware of this, but my stepsister who was there with me, I kind of pointed out to her, she's like, Oh no, she's a prostitute. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I didn't know prostitution was legal here. So, like, yeah. yeah, apparently that's so nice. My naivete. <laughs> So there's the there's the thing that we have up on the screen here that I want to save for the next okay. of tonight's episodes. Okay. Uh, I just realized that. 
I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the feedback that we've had more recently. From the listeners? From the listeners. Some listeners with their feeds backses. Uh, Sometimes feedback is good. Sometimes feedback is bad. Like when the microphone feedback, that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. What were you doing? What were you doing last week when they kept? You want making, me to? Do, no, want, I don't want you to do. You want me to? You want me to? Nope, nope. Don't do it. You want me to? You want no, me to, I don't. No, you want, you want no, me to, I really don't. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh, why is it not doing it now? Oh, good. I cut it out. Oh, it's not doing it. Oh, good. Oh, it's not going to do it. Wait, what's this? Don't. No, uh, it's not doing it now. I don't know why. Why wouldn't? Why when I wanted to make feedback, will it not make feedback? I'm I'm really glad that it won't because that was fucking painful. Yeah, I know. None of us expected. <laughs> I I did not like it very much at all. Uh uh-uh. uh But yeah, we've heard from a few listeners recently. So the first one comes to us from Mark Armstrong, who said that he was just listening to the episode with Michael Rupp. Very powerful and an amazing, funny, inspirational guy. I agree. Yeah. Michael is a very, very cool guy. He was an awesome guest. I think that's been one of my favorite interviews that we've done. I think so, too, because, I mean, his story is really unique in the way, well, the ability for him to actually share that story. Because a lot of people that have, you know, a little bit more of a traumatic story in their life like that usually aren't willing to share it as much or as candidly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it was it was kind of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple times where he got emotional. and I know. I think all of us felt a little emotional here. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I feel... Yeah, like what an Incredibly awful situation. Like he'd, he'd been in multiple really terrible situations yeah. just because of who he is. And and what's the really shitty part about it is that he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and was still put in really terrible situations just because he's gay. So, But I think that just goes to show that even though you might have some shitty things happen in life, you can still have a very positive outlook. Yeah. And can positively influence a bunch yeah. of other people. Yeah. You know, I've, I've received quite a bit of feedback, uh, from other people about that episode. You know, I'd posted it, uh, in a bunch of ex-Mormon Facebook yeah. groups. And there were a bunch of comments from people just who, who loved hearing that episode and Michael's story. And I should have thought to go around and capture all of those so that I could, so that I could cite people later. But I, yeah, I got busy and didn't think about well, it. Well, and you got banned. And, <laughs> yeah. And then I got banned for a day. Uh, we also have some feedback from listener Dave Morris who says, I'm a bit, and and I wish I could do Dave's voice because Dave has sent us in (laughs) an audio clip and his voice is like buttery smooth and has this great accent. Like he should be doing a podcast. Yes. Yes. He absolutely should. Uh, but he sent us a message or posted on our Facebook wall and said, I'm a bit behind on the podcast. And today I listened to episode 120 with Michael Rupp. That was one of the most powerful interviews I have ever heard. I was transferred, I was transfixed by Michael's story, his positivity, and how he fought and came out on top after all the obstacles put in his way. The way that you, Dan in particular, handled the interview, letting him talk, putting just the right questions, and throwing in humor to lighten the mood when needed, but all the time allowing Michael's story to come through was excellent. You may see yourselves as a bunch of mates having a good time, and that's what I love about you guys. But when you need to, you have the professionalism to carry off interviews like this. Thanks a lot, guys. My only criticism was the end music should have been this, <laughs> should have been this by late seventies Brit gay rights activist Tom Robinson. So maybe we'll have to use that at the end of one of the episodes. Right. But thank you very much for the feedback, Dave. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I, like I said, it was, it's been one of my favorite interviews for sure. I kind of, after that one, I was kind of hoping like, well, maybe we need to find more people that have, some powerful, inspirational stories about escaping the horrors of religion. 
Yeah. I, I think it would be a great thing because, I mean, you know, it's it's great when somebody finds that strength. A lot of people struggle finding that that courage within mm-hmm. themselves to, mm-hmm. to do that. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. There's there's nothing wrong with, you know, kind of being stuck. But but if they had more voices like Michael Rupp and, yeah. and, and others like him, um, that, that could kind of reinforce their own journey. Yeah, well, and, and you know, it, it's one thing to have that courage and to go through those things at the time, and then it's a whole other thing to go on a, a, a podcast, podcast with, and, with more than a few listeners yeah, and, and, and talk about it. Be willing to relate your story and, yeah. and put yourself out there publicly like that. Yeah, and that's, so, that's a whole nother level of courage. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last up, we had some feedback that apparently was posted three months ago, and I'm sorry because I didn't know it existed until I was doing something on Stitcher and saw that somebody had gone out there and posted a review for us out there. Uh, listener Jackie May says, Great show, professionally done, good, great info. This show continues to evolve, and I can't wait to see where it goes. So thank you very much, yeah. Jackie May. I appreciate it. For all of you out there listening, uh, please go out and rate us. Wherever, wherever you may be getting your podcast from, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, give us a five star rating out there. We'd greatly appreciate it. It'll let other people know that you like the show and that it's worth listening to. We take criticism well, as long as it's not complete bullshit. As long as, <laughs> I, as long as you're not just being a complete dick. I mean, you know, I'm I'm all about getting getting critical feedback and. Uh, constructive criticism. Constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah. But when you're just being a dick, and when you're being a dick, like the the one guy who sent us the or who made the blog post yeah. that Matt utterly <laughs> went through, destroyed. Man, that was that was that was kind of beautiful. <laughs> but you know, if it's if it's somebody who's just trying to get our goat or to be a dick, then I you it know, doesn't work well. Yeah. But I, I, I honestly do. I, if if there's something you love about the show and want to hear more, then let us know. If there's something you don't like, let us know that as well. Um, because well, it's like someone posted on our our YouTube thing, and we're like on the with the Matt Dillahunty episode. Like, what a horrible platform this is. It's like it's it's a podcast. <laughs> it's, it was an audio podcast that we put out on on YouTube as well. And sorry, we don't have a bunch of cameras in here to record everything that goes on so you can see it, but, you know, maybe we'll work on that. Well, and I put it out on YouTube because I know that there are a lot of government sites and company sites where they will block you specifically from, uh, you know, various podcasting platforms, a a whole bunch of media things, but they may have YouTube open. That's the way the VA is. Yeah. I have a hard time listening to you, period. Oh, yeah. Because I usually listen to you at work. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm blocked out most of the time. Yeah, so I so I put all of our shows out on YouTube. I, well, I you should be just... more judicious in getting them out the same time I release them everywhere else, but I, I just haven't had the time to do that. I'll I'll try to get better at doing that. Um, but all of our shows, barring the last two, I think are out there currently. Okay, and I'll be getting the last two up there uh, sometime this week. So, which on there, it's you know you just play it, lower the thing, and do your computer work. Yeah, and apparently there's there's a battle royale going on our yeah in the comments section for our episode with with Doctor Carrier, Doctor Carrier, all about if polyamory is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I know a lot is of polyamory. Thing I know a lot of polyamorous uh, personal anecdotes aside, individuals. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a thing for them. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We have tons of poly friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so there's there's a bit of a flame war going on on that, and then uh, there's been quite a few comments on the Matt Dillahunty episode as well. Yeah. And a lot of views on that one. A lot, well, a lot of the comments are are fairly good on that. A lot of people actually going for. I'm trying to for remember. Blake. Yeah, for Blake. Uh, uh, Jinta saying, "Hey, he's almost there. Yeah. He's going to be an atheist." Soon. Yeah, a bunch of atheists talking about what a nice guy Blake is, yeah. and that hopefully he'll he'll be an atheist soon if he <laughs> continues questioning and cert- and doing his research. And, and the stuff. thing is, really, when you watch the debates that he's done with like Matt Dondi or the, them talking, it's like. I can't really, he's not being smug. He's not trying to be an asshole. He's trying to have an actual conversation. He's listening to what Matt's saying. And, and he's, he's being honest about it. He is. He's not, he's not trying to make stuff up on the spot. He's not making excuses when he doesn't know. He says he doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's very open in, open and honest in his dialogue about yeah. it. Yeah. If we other word, there's other, some other Christians you'll see them debating. And they'll be not paying attention to the person. They're debating or yeah, well, and, and they just won't using, even they, yeah, they won't even stay on the subject of what yeah. they're talking about or just completely fucking And and they and they'll use uh, the same old tired arguments yeah. that have been debunked or or thoroughly disputed throughout several other debates and they'll still continue using that same old stuff, you know? It's like when you or I will walk down the street and and some random Christian will figure out that we're an atheist and they're like, you're going to hell. How do you explain the mountains and the sky? (laughs) You know, it's that level of, of stuff when, when you're, when you're doing a professional debate as an apologist or, or an atheist, you should know like all of those simple arguments are not valid. You shouldn't use them in a debate. Honestly, when you see somebody using a bunch of the other old arguments, like, uh, some sort of apologetics, well, there's a bunch of the apologetics. Complexity argument? Oh, like uh, the eye? Well, yeah, the, the complexity argument is a really good one. That evolution is just a theory. Ooh, what about the tides? Uh, oh, Pascal's wager. Oh, oh. <laughs> the tides, they come in, they come out. <laughs> no, the one, the one I was trying to yeah, think of was yeah. Pascal's wager. I oh, mean, if, if you use wager, Pascal's yeah. wager, that's, that's out. Yeah, just, just things like that where if they had done any research on their own, really to try, to, to hear an opposing position, to, to strengthen their own, they they would already know that those are bad arguments. Yeah. Well, my out point is usually when someone says, well, that's just Satan influencing. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's, he's influencing, whatever, just put anything in there, science or, or the news or your mind or whatever. I'm like, once you go to, that's just Satan influencing whatever, I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, you've, you've gone there. And there's no way out from this because everything you say now will be like, well, that's because Satan is actually, that's because Satan is like, that's, that's like your. Well, and for me, for me, the, the out argument is, is, well, you just, you just need to pray to God. You, I, if you want these answers, you just need to pray and, and God will answer your questions. Mm. I'm like, at that, to your point, at that point, I'm like, yeah. yeah. There's there's just no more point because that's that's always the end result of every theist uh, every discussion I have or with theist you, is they lead to you just have to have faith or you just have to pray yeah. to God for the answer yeah. or it's you don't actually know the Bible because you're not Christian it's like oh, like Christ. you don't have to be a member of your group to you read haven't the read book. it with an open heart and an open mind willing to accept Jesus no I read it with an open mind of yeah. okay let's see what does this say okay that's fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, did <laughs> did you read Darwin with an open mind? Yeah. I mean, come on. Probably going to be the most simplest one for you to answer, but what if you're wrong? Well, what if I'm wrong? I mean, 
anybody could be wrong. We could all be wrong about the flying spaghetti monster and the pink unicorn and the flying teapot. Um, you happen to have been brought up, I would presume, in the Christian faith. You know what it's like not to believe in a particular faith because you're not a Muslim, you're not a Hindu. Why aren't you a Hindu? Because you happen to have been brought up in America, not in India. If you'd been brought up in, Indo in India, you'd be a Hindu. If you were brought up in, in um, Denmark in the time of the Vikings, you'd be believing in Wotan and Thor. If you were brought up in, in classical Greece, you'd be believing in, in Zeus. If you were brought up in Central Africa, you'd be believing in the great juju up the mountain. In, there's no particular reason to pick on the Judeo-Christian God in which by the sheerest accident you happen to have been brought up and, and ask me the question, what if I'm wrong? What if you're wrong about the great juju at the bottom of the sea? I have to try sometimes really hard to not instantly jump into like debate mode with a bunch of people, especially when it's when it's friends or 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 just casual acquaintances mm -hmm. or whatever, and I hear them say something so obviously and horrifically wrong about things like you know uh, to hear a friend say something like, "Well, I don't know exactly what I believe, but I do believe in a higher power because and then they'll launch into this personal anecdotal story about you know well, one night when when oh, things weren't going yeah. very well or, or yeah. I was going to go somewhere, but I was told that I should turn here. Like there was just something that made me turn here instead of going the other way. And and then I found out, you know, two days later, I found out that there was a horrific accident when, you know, yeah. in the intersection that I would normally go through, but I didn't. And and I can't explain that. And and it's like that's that that seems so, so self-serving and self-centered and ignorant about the wider world around you like okay so you think there may be a higher power who chose to whisper to you so that you didn't make a right turn instead of a left turn one day yeah. but that was the same day that 30,000 children starved to death hmm. or and and any and and an unknown number of hundreds or thousands of other children were beaten locked up raped, murdered, well, not, but you got you had a small still voice that told you to turn one way. Not even going with that, but going with yeah, they turned one way and the person who turned the other way died in a horrific car accident. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point too. <laughs> and, and why didn't they warn them? them. <laughs> yeah. What I, what makes you feel like you are so, so special. special? Yeah. I, I have a, a one of my closest friends is is just like that. Uh -huh. And I and I have to I have, she knows I'm an atheist and I, I know she's, she's not Christian. She's not, but you know, she's a spiritual, she's spiritual. Um, I think I might know this person you're, yeah, you're talking about. Probably. Yeah. I have to bite my lip every time she gets into the conversation. <laughs> I just, I kind of just quietly, I nod and, you know, oh, you know, I, okay. I, so I, I try, I try to address those things in the kindest way possible when I can because one of the things that Hitchens said that I that I absolutely love is to uh, never be a spectator to cruelty or stupidity. Mm -hmm. You know you, that shouldn't happen, and so I try to. I, that's that's kind of one of the things that I keep in the back of my mind all the time is that if I if I see cruelty or stupidity, I should address it so that it doesn't continue. 
but it's it's, it's really it's, hard sometimes not hard to not to be a giant dick while you're Sil- doing silver that. silverman <laughs> says something similar about about not allowing your you know your friends and family the people you love to to this is a direct quote but this is his message to continue to be deceived by to be by, victimized yeah, victimized by yeah. by this stuff but i just i don't know how to address, i honestly don't know how to address it and so I don't. I I just kind of. I she's she's a great person. I don't want to ruin friendships or anything like that. So yeah. I I just kind of let it go. Maybe I shouldn't. I just don't know how else to address it. Yeah. Sometimes what I've what I've done in the past is just thrown out a flippant or pithy comment that hopefully will make them think a bit more. Yeah. You know, like like I said, you know, when when somebody would mention, oh, yeah, well, you know, I just I think there's got to be something out there because this happened and I could have been in this horrible accident, you know, to just yeah. kind of throw away a one liner like Ryan said, well, yeah, too bad he didn't warn the other people who, who died <laughs> in the crash. Right. You know, just something to make them stop and think about it a little bit more to go. Oh, yeah, that's that. that, yeah. that is, yeah, people that's still died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody else still died. That's, it's, it's, that's it's, humorous and pithy. Yeah. Well, it's almost like saying, oh. I'm like, yeah, it is. Sure. God really wanted to kill this person, so he told me to turn right so he could kill that person in a horrific car accident. Yeah. Yeah, just just a little just a little something to make them think about it. Yeah. And if we sit around talking about it more or they ask other questions, then we can get into it a little bit more, but... Sometimes they're really stubborn with it because uh, I saw something the other day where I was talking about like the team-based aspect of you know, like, who you root for or who you don't root for. It's like if you're both – if you're on the same team, you're all kind of one cohesive mind. If you see someone from the other team and you might wish ill things upon them, if, if one of their players does something that you think is wrong, you're going to go after them. But if one of your players does the same exact thing, you're going to try to justify it. Right. They both did the same action, but the other team, well, that's horrible. Well, Your it's team, well, it's, it's different. It's tribalism. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And yeah. that's the way I kind of – religion versus non-religious or even between the religions. It's very tribalistic. So if someone in your religion does something horrific, you try to like that story we posted with the guy that uh, – uh, the, the preacher who had sex with that young girl got convicted of it and then the church tried to blame the girl and say you must apologize to his wife for what you did yeah it's like you but but now if it was on the outside if it was a famous atheist that molested a a girl they would be all up and i'm like look how evil they are at that evil person doing that how dare he but when it's one of their own it's like oh it wasn't his fault she tempted him yeah, or or Satan tempted him, or he had a momentary yeah. lapse of judgment, yeah. or he was weak, or he was sick, or they'll make up any justification and excuse for it. That's why when you don't really care about sports balls all that much, but I still like my team, I can look at both sides and be like, no, nah, what that Packer guy did, that was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a bad play. Well, during the, during the Utes game last weekend, yeah. the, the two targeting calls that yeah. they made uh, against BYU... Those were bullshit calls, man. The only th- way I think I could you could justify those calls was at the time when the ref saw it, not being able to see it in a replay. He saw what he saw at the time. Then when you look at it from different angles, yeah. like, oh yeah, he 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 went with the shoulders. But I well, think, yeah, I mean, the, I don't think the refs try to make no. bad calls by any means. But well, they they only get to see it that one time, usually unless they call, hey, I want to challenge that. Uh, 
but not to go into too much sports. I think the reason why they did call it because the guy didn't look up. He kept his head looking down the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still, I think pretty weak calls, but yeah. Anyway, well, in the review process in, in college football is a lot different than the, I'm not even sure how it works. So maybe the review, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the review booth should have said, Hey, no, that was a bad call. Here's why. But there was a super shitty fucking call that, that same week. Was it the Oklahoma game where they, they allowed an extra play after, after regular time had run out? And that led to them like winning? And that led to them winning, but that is directly in contradiction to, to the rules of the collegiate football. Well, cause I know the NFL, uh, you can't end the game on a penalty. Mm-hmm. So if you if the time runs off the clock and there's a penalty on that play, they get one more play after that. I don't know yeah. how collegiate works. Yeah, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but the way that it was called and the result of the game was directly contravened the the actual rule book okay. that they're supposed to be that they're supposed to go by, and it affected the outcome of the game. Yeah, like the other team would have won were it not for this call. But now, did it affect the outcome of their life? Maybe. Okay. Everything does. <laughs> It's the butterfly effect, Ryan. It's all ripples. True. One of the players got angry, went home, got drunk, crashed his car, and now he will never be that professional football player that was going to win 20 mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And 10 years from now, one of those players will be driving down the road, thinking back to this one game where... Get off that fucking play, and yeah. he's going to... And he's going to crash his car. Or he's just going <laughs> to stop at a stoplight and wait for it to turn green. It's all car crashes. <laughs> Ripples to car crashes. That's all the butterfly effect does is it causes car crashes. <laughs> Butterflies cause car crashes. We just figured it out. Uh-huh. There you go. Kill all the butterflies, <laughs> no more car crashes. <laughs> we need more roundup. Why can't, it, why can't it be flies? Can't we kill all the flies? I mean, Mosquitoes. Yeah. True. Well, and flies mosquitoes. are horrible out at Dugway. Are they? Fucking horrible. Really? Yeah. Are they the shiny black ones? They're, the li- they're like ones? little ones. Oh. Like little, like matte looking ones. They're not shiny. They're little, like matte like the, looking ones. Like the ones that you see on shit. Yeah. Like like shit flies. Matte looking ones. Yeah, they're not the shiny. Matte, matte black. Like matte oh, black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Black. No, they, they, they not, don't look like not, matte. M A M A T T E, not M A T T E. You know, not even here to defend himself. You know how when you see a fuck you talking about? You know when you see a pile of shit and there's just it looks like it's covered in matte flies. Like, well, you said damn. shiny ones, and I went matte because they're not shiny. They're, I'm they're like, matte. They're, damn, the guy misses a few dull. shows, and all of a sudden, he's what covers dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's, Matt's sitting at home right now. Motherfucker. <laughs> we know what the first Matt rant's going to be when he gets back. <laughs> I got you now. All right. I, I did hear from him today, and he said that, that he misses us. Yeah, and because penis. I, well, because no. I contacted him about what. You know, that I was thinking of throwing together a best of my yeah, yeah. and to see if he wanted any in particular. And he, he only mentioned one. So I'll be okay. sure to include that. But there were others that I thought of. Too, we're good. So. To be an atheist, you have to believe that it is possible, which I think is a far greater leap of faith. That's something that can be created out of nothing. When you, when you look at the majesty and sophistication and the inc- intricacy of the universe that we do know and comprehend. You have to believe that somehow that this energy could have existed on its own, and I do not believe that is, that to me is a leap of faith. You, you give me the awful impression, of, I hate to have to say it, of someone who hasn't read any of the arguments against your position ever. 
Should we move on to some news items? Sure. We can do that. Some additional news items? Is anything going on? Apart from the pastor raping the teen and the church, dema- and the church demanding that she apologize. Yeah. Oh, well, there's that. To the rapist's wife. I mean, I, I think I got most of the info out for it. Yeah. He had been convicted of it. He went to jail for it. Uh-huh. Um, and later, the girl still wanted to go back and attend church services there, and the church said she can no longer attend church services until she apologizes to the pastor's wife. And they're also defended the pastor in I'm court. I'm sorry your husband is such a raping asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Will that work? Um, oh, this is awesome news. Yeah. Yeah. I was very excited to see earlier today uh, that uh, our friend Lucian Greaves had posted that the Satanic Temple has announced that they have purchased their own headquarters. Um, uh, the, the post reads that the Satanic Temple is announcing the opening of its international headquarters in Salem, Salem, Massachusetts, on September 23rd, 2016. Seems like an appropriate location. Uh-huh. The headquarters resi- resides at 64 Bridge Street in an old Victorian house built in 1882 that was once used as a funeral home. TSD headquarters will also house the seven-and-a-half-foot-tall bronze statue of Baphomet until an offer to donate the statue to for presentation on Arkansas State Capitol grounds alongside the Ten Commandments is accepted. I kind of hope I get to take a trip to the, out there before it goes to Arkansas, because I'd much rather go to Mass You'd much rather Arkansas. go to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. And, and the really cool bit of this is, is that it continues and says the donated property. So somebody donated this oh, to, wow. to Very the organization, cool. which is fucking fabulous. Yeah. So the donated property will be open to the public as the Salem Art Gallery. A oh, gallery nice. with a permanent ex- permanent exhibition dedicated to the satanic panic, witch hunts of the past and present. The space will also host a media room where the organization plan- plans to hold regular lectures, film screenings, educational seminars, and other events. Uh, and then it lists their website as SalemArtGallery.com and says that expect the near future edition of an online platform by which members may you may view TST Salem activities through live streamed and archived videos with interactive chat rooms and forums so i'm guessing that that will go out on the satanic temple's website which is the satanictemple.com i'd be interested in seeing what some of this artwork looks like cuz some of those old posters you see of the satanic panic are pretty badass mhm well, and since they have a media room and everything, I mean, this seems like an ideal location for like an on-site uh, podcast, podcast recording. <laughs> yeah, business business trip. Yeah, tax write-off. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was very excited to see that from them. Congratulations, that's awesome. I mean, I would just go out there just to have a beer with Mister Lucian Greaves. Yes. Yeah, I. I'm trying to think. I don't think that I actually sat and had a beer with him the whole time in Memphis. Well, you said he was kind of surrounded by a lot of people there, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, we, we tried making several different plans that kept falling through, and he was, yeah, he was mobbed by people yeah. the whole time he was there, which is great. Uh, next up, we have that Pope Frankie, Pope Fluffy, the Francis one. Ah, His Frankie. Head is still in, firmly in the sand. He's I was going to say asshole. <laughs> so he recently said that killing oh, in the God. name of God <laughs> is satanic. What? 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 Um, which which instantly um, brought to mind. I could think of a few um, hundred years of the Crusades. The Crusades? Spanish, yeah. Spanish Inquisition. Not just the Spanish Inquisition. The Inquisitions in 
In general. general. Yeah. All the Inquisitions. <laughs> the... the Inquisition. <laughs> what a show. No one expects Sorry. the Inquisition. Does... We'll cut your balls off. Am, am, I, am I dating Tell myself? Tell Joe. <laughs> Does anyone know. know that movie? Yes. It sounds like a Monty okay. Python skit. It's uh, Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. which Mel Brooks movie? Uh, the history of the world. Oh yes, yes. history of the Is world. The part, history, part one. Part, part one. There's oh, never only, a part two. There was never a part yeah. two. I hope you. I want to see you make part two, but they are going to make spaceballs. Apparently, that's what I've heard. Oh, they are. Yeah, spaceballs because too. of the all the new Star Wars movies coming out. Oh wow, they're okay. going to do spaceballs too. I had not heard that. Mm-hmm. And I've heard Mel Brooks has been wanting to do a spaceballs too for quite a while. Just didn't know. The appropriate time, and now apparently well, it's the appropriate time. It is. Yeah. I finally watched Blazing Saddles last week or the oh, week that's, before. What would you think? I liked it. I think I liked it. There were very good parts. It wasn't maybe as funny as I was expecting because I'd heard it talked up for so long, yeah. for decades. It was good. I liked it. There were funny parts. But I also saw a lot of people after uh, Gene died posting that clips of that movie out going, Oh, since the world is so PC nowadays, we can never have a movie shot like this ever again. And I'm <laughs> yes, like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I've seen so many movies make fun of everything. Have you Still. not seen the scary movie series? Yeah. That's what I, I mean, was thinking, yeah. I mean, pretty much anything. Altman, is that, is that his it's, name? I don't he, know. He did the like, air, or Zuckerman. Or is, uh, I don't know. He did the airplane series. Oh, yeah. He did mm-hmm. the, uh, he did... Scary movie three and up. He didn't do one and two, but he did three and up. Uh, he did the police story uh, movies. Oh, Police Academy? No, not Police Academy. Um, police story. Naked Gun. Oh, Naked okay. Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much anything with, with what's his name? The guy with I'm the white hair. Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Leslie, anything with Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> he did. So, hmm. I forget, but I forget his name, but he was a genius director. He was wonderful. But even then, like a lot of Seth Rogen films, he makes fun of a lot of shit. Or even, oh shit, yeah. Like what was yeah the one with the the Ted, the Ted movie? There's oh, yeah. so many racist oh, and yeah. sexist fucking things in that movie. Yeah. And people are like, well, if the world's too PC nowadays to fucking this would never fly. It's like <laughs> it, no, it still flies. Yeah. It's still funny. We yeah. don't just play puppies and fucking something else cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they make shit like that all the time. Still, I don't yeah. Know. It seems like a weak argument. It it the, really was. I was gonna go and make a whole list of movies that are very non PC, but I was like, no, they're just gonna fucking be like not the same. I've I've got a whole rant I could do on PC. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I, you were gonna say PZ Myers, and I was gonna say no, 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 me PZ too. Myers, people people who whine and complain about how PC we are, it's, yeah. it's bullshit. But yeah, I could go on all night about that. But we've got the we've, Pope to talk about. We've got Pope Fluffy still. <laughs> Pope Fluffy. Uh, so this comes to us from NBC News. It says, Pope Francis urged religious leaders on Wednesday to tell their followers that any killing carried out in the name of God is, quote, satanic. The pontiff made the remarks during a mass honoring Jacques Hamel, an 85-year-old priest murdered by ISIS-supporting teenagers who stormed his church in northern France in July. Quote, killing in the name of God is satanic, the Pope told the ceremony in the Vatican's Domus Santa Marthe Chapel. Quote, I would like it if all religions said this. To kill in the name of God is satanic. Dozens. Did he, did he actually say it just like that? Probably not. He probably said it in what does he speak? Like uh, a Jersey Spanish accent. Spanish or he? I think he speaks Spanish. Yeah. 
Probably. Maybe. Esperanto. <laughs> I don't know. Burrito. He speaks, he speaks Wookiee. <laughs> uh, dozens of pilgrims from France attended the Mass. And the story I... continues to say that Adel Kermish and Abdel Malik Nabil Petagin, both 19, stormed the church in Saint Etienne de Rouvier on July 26th and took six people hostage, Hamel, three nuns, and an elderly couple. They forced the priest to his knees and slit his throat while performing a sort of sermon around the altar in Arabic, one of the nuns told Francis BMF TV at the time, or BFM TV at the time. Police shot both attackers dead as they ran out of the church shouting, Allahu Akbar, according to French officials. In the middle of the official mo- in the middle of the difficult moment that he was facing in the middle of this tragedy that he saw coming, a gentle man, a good man, a man of brotherly love did not lose the lucidity to a- accuse and say clearly the name of the assassin. The Pope said on Wednesday, describing the priest's final moments, he said very clearly, go away, Satan. Oh, but wait, I thought it had so their names up there like Kumel and... So apparently the byline of this story is that killing in the name of God is satanic and that these two Muslim people went in there and actually were Satan. Yes, yeah, so the Muslims did not do this. Satan did it. Satan did this. So why do they keep attacking the Muslims? They're I mean, all they're all Satan. Oh, but but according to the Muslims, right? Isn't that the view they're promoting by saying shit like that? That they're all Satan. Yeah, but I guarantee if we go ask some Muslims, these fuckers are all Satan too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the U.S. is the great Satan. Yeah. So we are the modern day Rome that must crumble. So Pope Fluffy well, once again yeah. sticking his foot in his fucking mouth. Yeah. Not, I don't, do you think he just doesn't think before he says shit like this? I don't, I mean, he's, he's, he's an intelligent guy. He's an educated guy. It's, it's not like, you know, he's, he's not Bush. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> any of the Bushes. <laughs> yeah, the Bush. And the thing is, is most times when people are extremely religious, they look at other religions as sacrilegious, as not very, like they're, no, it's maybe he views Muslims as believing a lie from Satan. But I wonder if, I mean, would, would Pope Fluffy, which I've never heard that name before. What? That's, what? that's fun. I've, You've yeah. never heard Pope Fluffy? I have not. That's that's a great one. You um, said you I'm, listen I'm, to I'm, our Grant podcast. Never listens to I, I, I do. I do. I just I don't remember. I, I don't remember Pope. I'm, my apologies. I have a bad memory. But would he be Well, you are old, so I am old. <laughs> it's 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 miserable. Uh would he be as outspoken he's he's this outspoken against Muslims killing in the name of their god. Would he be as outspoken against like the guy who bombed the the abortion clinic in Colorado? Yeah. Would would uh the pope, you know, speak out so Vociferously, vociferously against uh, anybody killing uh, in the name of God. That Christian, a three dollar word. American Christian <laughs> extremists. Yeah. No, I doubt it. Or, or would he kind of downplay that? Well, he. I mean, he. I think he absolutely would try to downplay it because he's already said the killing in the name of God is 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 the work of Satan. Well, what not if- realizing how, uh, or not taking into account, or acknowledging, or even. Paying a passing thought about all of the deaths and murders that were committed the, in the name the of Catholicism. Church, yeah. Or what about a lot of young people that join up for the military because they have this idea of, hey, I get to go kill fucking Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm Christian and they're evil people and I want to get rid of evil people. They worship a different God. Yep. They don't worship Jesus. So they must die. 
21st century crusades. Mm-hmm. That's how I view it. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that the Muslims, some parts of it, the extremist side, is having an inquisition and a crusade at the same time right now. Yeah. An inquisition and the crusades? Well, if nobody, you live in... Uh, really, uh, nobody expects that. Well, Raqqa definitely didn't expect it. <laughs> Raqqa was a rockin' town until ISIS showed up. Hmm. I have, a, I have a clip here from Steve King talking about Mr. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, oh. Uh, I also had some good feedback on our show about that. that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Other people making comments on my timeline, I believe, okay. about listening to the show and enjoying the content that we had on there, saying that, yeah, it it's bullshit. Uh, let's hear what uh, Representative Steve King has to say. He's talking about Colin Kaepernick helping ISIS. Ah. Mm-hmm. Helping ISIS. Wait, remember that million dollars Colin Kaepernick said he was going to give to the military? He didn't specify which military. Oh, good point, Ryan. Motherfucker. <laughs> Let me ask you about the national anthem thing. You know, uh, we, we, there's a soundbite of the coach, which I'm going to play in the next segment, coach of uh, the 49ers from last night. Uh, you know, there were more protests. Kaepernick took a knee. You have players... And this is Steve King, who is a ginormous Donald Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also a ginormous fucking douchebag. I thought that's what you were going to say the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that, not who was just speaking. Who was just speaking is, is the interview. Yeah. But, but they're talking to Steve King. It's pumping in their fists in the air. And, and, and the coach of the 49ers says uh, that uh, there's a constitutional right for these players to do this. And congressmen, no, there's not. Not on the field, not in uniform. For instance, the NFL wouldn't let the players who wanted to wear little 9-11 emblems on. Okay, so the interviewer is also a dickbag. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. So he's what? saying there is not a constitutional right to, to not, not stand up. Apparently. During the national anthem. That's, that's what, let me back that up because that's kind of what I got out of it. That's thing. exactly that's what, what it I sounded heard, like. Yeah. Is that, that you, the, per the constitution, you're required to stand up. Yeah, I, let let me let me run this back a little bit. There, and 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 the coach of the 49ers says uh, that uh, there's a constitutional right for these players to do this. And congressman, no, there's not. Not on the field. Not in uniform. For instance, the NFL wouldn't let the players who want. Not on the field and not in uniform. There is not a constitutional right to allow players to do this. This this is from Newsmax, which <laughs> is which which I mean oddly enough, when I had an argument with Danfoot at work one day, and he said some dumb shit about you know, something about I think probably Obama's the stupidest president we've ever had, and whatever. And I just turned around and I'm like, you need to explain how that works. How does that? How does that fucking figure in anything? How? What makes you think he's the stupidest president we've ever had? I'm like, is this something that you've heard from Fox News? And he's like, I don't watch Fox News. And I said, okay, well, what news programs do you watch? I get everything from Newsmax. Oh, so, for Christ's sake. So this, news, I mean, Newsmax, Newsmax is, is the trailer park trash of, of the, the media. Of the alt-right wings. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> it's – it's it's the it's not uh, yeah. even it's not even up to Breitbart's no it's not even standards near Breitbart's of, of journalistic excellence pathetic yeah it's yeah wanted to wear little nine eleven emblems on their shoes they said no you'll be fined uh, and you know I can't sit here with my fist in the air in a form of protest over something while I do my show I'd be fired my boss would say you can't do it so why do you believe that the NFL is capitulating to this when there's no constitutional right 
for a freedom of expression uh, when you're in uniform and 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 working uh, you know as a football player for a football team he's not he's in you know he's in a fucking football uniform he's not in a, a military uniform yeah I mean, it's, it's not. I, I brought up the the and uniform still, is not the same. He thing. still has yeah. he still has a he still has a constitutional right to do it. He doesn't have he doesn't have a right against any repercussions that he may suffer from it. He has right. a right to do it. He the has NFL a right has a right to fire him for they it do. if they choose if they, they choose to do that. And they chose not to. Yeah, they they are being very supportive of it and saying no, he has a right to do this. Blah blah blah. They're they are not going to fire him. No. This is 36 U.S. Code uh, 301 oh, National he's Anthem. Oh, all legal and everything. Jesus. <laughs> Why do, do we have to bring the law into these things? <laughs> Conduct during playing, during renditions of the National Anthem, when the flag is displayed. These first two go through if you are individuals in uniformed you know, dress. So individuals in uniform uh, should give the military salute to the first note of the anthem and maintain that as possible until the last note. Members of the armed forces or veterans who are present but not in uniform may render a military salute in the manner provided for individuals in uniform, and all other personnel present should face and stand at attention with their right hand over their heart. The men not in uniform, if applicable, should remove their headdress uh, with their right hand and hold it in their left uh, in their left shoulder, and and their hand being over their heart. When the flag is not dis- displayed, all present should face towards the music in the same manner. So the one key word there is should. Should, yeah, I I caught that too. So if you're an armed not forces shall. member, yeah, you you you're you're spo- you don't you're really have required. a choice. You're required to do it, yeah. and all other personnel present should face the flag. It's not saying you have to. You should. You should. Maybe. If you want to. I mean, I'm not going to. Are there any penalties for not following any of no. those? No. 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 The, the flag aside from the military. Hmm. The, this code is is non-enforceable. It's, there's yeah. no penalties. So this guy's just off his rocker. All right. Let's finish this video here. Well, Steve, I just think of it. If somebody's working for me and they represent me, that's the same scenario, legal scenario that that they have on a, on a football team, and you go out there. If somebody went out there and said, uh, "I'm I'm going in my spare time, I'm going to promote abortion and same-sex marriage and, and eroding the Constitution of the United States and promote socialism," they'd be gone in the first minute they opened their mouth on that. I would fire them, and they all know that. Um, so I know. I- so is he saying that they don't have freedom of speech either? I mean, we're talking about different circumstances. We're talking about your employer making a decision to fire you. You still have the right to do it. Freedom of speech extends to where the government will not put you not, in jail yes, for saying right. something. Will not prevent. Yeah. It's it's not the same you're, thing. You're not free from the consequences of that, whether it be from your employer who doesn't want to be associated with you or Steve King who doesn't want you working yeah. for him. I mean, it's, it's a totally different fucking thing. These people are are Republican representatives in Congress, and they don't understand this basic principle of how our Constitution works. No. And also, I don't think, like, if you if you went to a game and you decided not to stand for the National Anthem and your employer saw you, then next week you come in and he decides to fire you for not standing for the National Anthem, I'm pretty sure you could take him to court over that because he, that's not le- legal grounds to actually be able to fire you. Depends on the state. Uh, really? States like Utah. States like uh, Utah, it's a right-to-work state. They can fire you a, for anything. Yeah, oh, they yeah. can fire you without cause. 
well, unless unless you have a contract or something yeah. like that. Unless you, you know, but if you and unless they and unless they fire you for something in violation of the EEOC or the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. So like yeah, so Utah and a number of other there are a lot of states like Utah. Um, they they can fire you with without cause. Yeah, they and, but and they, they well, honestly, called, but they still can't bullshit. fire you for, but they still can't fire you for being black or for being yeah. whatever religion yeah. you know any of the protected classes in the Civil Rights Act. But uh, but to be honest, they can fire you as long as they don't tell you as long you, as they don't voice that as the reason. They don't why. tell you that's the reason. Yeah. They'll find and, something else. But. Yeah, fired for really hard reason. to prove. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, unless they go out of their way. To be really fucking dumb about it. I I I know specifically. I I know of a job that I did not get. I wasn't fired, but I didn't get the job. And I'm I'm ninety eight percent sure it's because I was atheist. Really? And because I was I was prominent out atheist. I was you know very serving on the board for public, atheists of Utah. Serving on the board of atheists of Utah. I'm, I'm pretty sure because I mean they in their in the foyer of of their office amongst a whole bunch of other things. But in the foyer of the office, they had a, a you know a couple of chairs by the desk, and a, a end table with a couple of books and one on you know the planets and all that, and a Book of Mormon and a Bible. Oh, and they they put me through they put me through a six hour interview. Did they give which, you a secret handshake? Which I I I aced the entire fucking interview. Yeah, I did. You know the technical stuff, everything I did perfectly. Um. And and they just came up with this, and then a couple of days later, they came up with this bullshit reason about not hiring me. And I'm I'm pretty sure that it was because I'm atheist. They just did a quick Google and went, oh, oh, because the last part of the interview was with the vice president. He was talking all about uh, how they're how they're one big happy family, and mm. you know they like to go to movies together. And would I go to movies with them? Did and you I, say fuck no? I don't want to be friends with people at work. I just spent six hours in in technical interviews with five other people, and I'm like really fucking tired. So maybe my answers weren't, but I'm like, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'd socialize with you. I, you know, I didn't know what he was. I I know what he was looking for. He was looking for that atypical Utah County. Yeah, you know, I loved it. Absolutely, <laughs> right, right, absolutely. right, right, yeah. Uh, and and I might not have been as perky as you wanted me to be, but. And, and it's fine. He they didn't hire me, and that's fine. I you know and I didn't like press it or, or well, and you probably like wouldn't have wanted to work there anyway. Probably no, not. I, I well, I really did. the work that they did. I I wanted to work there, but yeah. it it probably would have turned bad. Would have would have gone down in flames. Would probably as as soon as I put my Cthulhu action figure up <laughs> on my cubicle wall. <laughs> Things things would have gone downhill from there. Yeah, I just I'm not really interested in socializing with people that I work with. Like there there are a few people there that I think are are decent people and are cool, but it's it's that's where I work. That's I go there to get a paycheck to do the things I want to do. Yeah. I'm not there to socialize. I'm not there to be anybody's best buddy. Yeah. I I and I well, the thing that bothers me just about more than anything at work is when they do stupid shit like employee engagement activities where they'll give you a bingo card 
with finding it and, and you have to oh. go around and, and have different employees fill it out. So you're bothering everybody <laughs> yeah. that you work with all <laughs> fucking day. Hey, do you have a master's degree? Hey, did you ever, did you ever work as a consultant for a software company and Provo? Did you ever do just all of this like, random bits of information that you have to go around asking people and bothering the fuck out of them all day yeah. and wasting your own goddamn yeah. time that you should be working and doing something? Yeah. I would have just told everybody, no, but I was a pretty successful gigolo in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> do you recognize this pose <laughs> see and i'm just the exact opposite i work in a very social environment because i live well, live together we yeah. live together at yeah. work for 72 hours so you know it's we eat meals together we go to the gym together we sit on the patio and drink coffee and fucking tell jokes so we if, scrub each other's backs in the shower <laughs> or at least threaten to i don't know how many guys i know at work that are homophobic where i'll tell them i'm getting in the shower with you <laughs> <laughs> try and stop me or hold them down on the ground and start tickling them because we know they hate it when another dude touches them <laughs> this Why, all for sounds me, very I'm... homoerotic <laughs> it is it is Christopher, I'm not sure if you believe in heaven, but if you do, do you think Jerry Falwell is in it? No, and I think it's a pity there isn't a hell for him to go to. The empty life of this ugly little charlatan proves only one thing, that you can get away with the most extraordinary offenses to morality and to truth in this country if you'll just get yourself called reverend. Who would, even at your network, have invited on such a little toad to tell us that the attacks of September the 11th were the result of our sinfulness and with God's punishment if they hadn't got some kind of clerical qualification. People like that should be out in the street shouting and hollering with a cardboard sign and selling pencils from a cup. The whole consideration of this, of this uh, horrible little person is offensive to very, very many of us who have some regard for truth and for morality and who think that ethics do not require that lies be told to children by evil old men. We're not told that people who believe like Falwell will be snatched up into heaven, uh, where I'm glad to see uh, he skipped the rapture, just found on the floor of his office, uh, while the rest of us go to hell. For me, you know, I, I work in software, and, and it's, it can be really tough in a very social office structure. Because when I'm when I'm getting into some complex logic, you get in a rhythm. Complex, you know, and I'm 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 trying to follow code and and keep track of variables in my mind and and where I am in the code. I'm I'm trying to diagnose where this thing is going to figure out where the problem is. And and I've spent like ten minutes kind of walking through method after method, tracing things through. And then somebody starts shooting Nerf bullets at me <laughs> because that's one of the jobs I had. That fucking Nerf yeah. guns all over the goddamn place. <laughs> and people would just like go over and start shooting. And I've just lost it. I've just lost, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I have to start over because I have no, you know, I've just lost all of that pathway in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had jobs like it. And those kinds of jobs I don't mind as much as just mindless hey you should try to get to know your coworkers better <laughs> no i shouldn't i i'm not there to socialize like i said i'm there to earn a paycheck to give me money to do the things that i want to do outside of work see i always have staring contests at work now the person i'm going against doesn't know they're having a staring contest 
So it's always quite funny because I'll just stare at them in a very passionate look, and they're like, "What the fuck's wrong? What the eat fuck's a, eat a banana with intense eye contact?" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they always look away first, or just sitting there like sipping something really slowly and just doing everything really slow and just staring at them, licking my lips, and they're like, "What the fuck's up?" So, yeah, like, <laughs> so, the, so the VA, the VA just introduced. Uh, they're doing a cross country bed in, in my office. The, the open office space. Mm. We're, we're all pissed off about it. I mean, half height walls. No privacy windows, at no all. No privacy whatsoever. We used to have the whole six foot walls. Uh, they cut our cubicle size in half, which is fine. I don't need a big cubicle, but you know, six foot walls was nice, but half height walls and, and no privacy and all that. I never thought of doing that. <laughs> it's quite fun. We've, we've <laughs> all been complaining about the whole privacy thing. But I've, I've never thought of just kind of picking somebody in the office and just staring at them as I eat peanuts. <laughs> I usually do it to the same guys, and they always kind of look at me like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and I'm like, I win. <laughs> I like to do some things every now and then to be creepy. It's just kind of funny. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I get along really well with everybody at work. And I've I've met some really good friends who, yeah. uh, who I've been friends with for years at yeah. work. The guy that I golf with yeah. every week and actually – the yeah the guy that i golf with every week and i have been golfing you know he's been my golfing buddy for almost 20 years now i met at work like you know i i have a very few and very select number of people that i would ever choose to hang out with socially at work but just because i work with you doesn't mean we're going to be be friends friends. right you know i mean if it's going to happen it's going to happen but yeah, and it's the same way with just about anything I do. You know, there are there are things that I do and things that I'm associated with where, you know, I I can be friends. I, I I'm friendly to everybody. I think mostly very jolly guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty affable. I yeah. you know I I get along well with just about anybody in any situation for the most part, except for damp. <laughs> I I still get along really well with him at work. You know, it, it was funny in the in the morning in the morning meeting today. He was working from home, and in the background, I hear Buckman Turner Overdrive, and and it's while he's trying to conduct the meeting, and so, and and he never puts his goddamn microphone on mute when he's not talking. <laughs> so you hear him like fart or burp or the cat come in or the dog start barking. This time he's got BTO Buckman Turner Overdrive on in the background. And, and so every now and then I'll just like type him a little message instead of saying anything and drawing everybody's attention to it. I'll just send him a little private message like, Hey, so listening to some BTO, huh? Didn't know you were into classical music, man. (laughs) And then of course he gets it and announces it to everybody. Oh yeah. Dan just sent me a message. Yeah. I'm listening (laughs) to BTO. I'm a big fan. Always have been. Uh, Can you, can you guys hear that? I didn't think you could hear that. I'm like, can you hear it? Because if you can hear it, then we, we can, can hear, fucking yeah. hear it, <laughs> dumbass. Maybe you need to give him a class on how a microphone works. <laughs> I need to give him a class on how life works. <laughs> he's so fucking, he's so fucking clueless about so many things. I'm like, dude, you're driving me nuts. Get him to watch I lost my chain of thought. There, I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> well, get him to watch Viceland. Yeah, because I got a guy that I work with that has lived a very sheltered life in Vernal, Utah. Never left. He lives on a farm. He has very sheltered. He admits, he goes, I've been sheltered. He started watching Vice Line. He's like, this stuff is so interesting. And he's <laughs> hardcore Mormon, but he was sitting there watching all the shows about, you know, the gay lifestyle and these all these different lifestyles. Like, I never knew this existed. Like, people actually, this is real. 
I'm like, yeah, this is real. And he's like, wow. He was, but he was opening his mind up. He goes, and he even said to me, he goes, he goes, yeah, I know I've been sheltered. I know this stuff shouldn't be surprising to me, but he goes, where I was just, this again? Where did how the do you team, know this guy? Oh, at work. Oh, he was watching. He was stuck in like the, the couch watching Vice Land an entire day because he was in awe of what he was seeing. <laughs> like it opened his eyes up like, wow, like I never realized that was a problem or wow, that's that's crazy. There's a whole people, wide world of things he, out yeah. there. People, people who live in a bubble, I mean, they, they truly amaze me. And maybe it's because, you know, eight years in the military, I've been around, you know, I've been a lot of places around the world and around the U.S., and and so I just haven't been in that bubble. You, well, you've gotten to see other so, cultures firsthand, other people meet other people from other parts of the exactly. region or country firsthand. And so so maybe I'm in my own bubble of other people know this broad too. broad thinking that yeah. I can't understand what it's like to be in the bubble of narrow thinking. But it it just fascinates me these yeah. these people who live in these bubbles. And and how they can be so ignorant of of the broader world around them. I mean, I and I that's used, damp to a T. Yeah, I just... I used to live in New York. I I worked in New York. I lived on Long Island. It was a one hour train ride, and I lived in this little town, Cedarhurst, which is right near JFK. And and I had neighbors who were born and raised on Long Island, who were in their thirties, who had never been to Manhattan. Oh wow! It's a one hour fucking train ride away yeah. and they've never gone they're in their 30s born and raised they've never left long island wow. I've, I've met people here in like northern utah like yeah, i've never been to salt lake exactly i'm like that's, are you fucking that's serious exact that's a perfect analogy is, i'm like is, i drive from like logan to salt lake in a day it's like it's i do it all the time make those yeah. kind of drives it's like it's nothing yeah why haven't you gone out I mean, I could, I could maybe understand born and raised in like St. George. Yeah. And, and not. Are there, aren't there subhumanoid underground dwellers who live yeah. in Salt Lake? <laughs> yeah. I heard there's like, like they come off the on chuds. the freeway and, and they get you. The chuds. <laughs> you guys remember that? They're, they're or you're probably liberals. too young. Oh, I remember chuds. You remember chuds? The cannibalistic, cannibalistic humanistic humanoid, underground dwellers? Humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> yes. That was, that was one of my, one of my first uh, horror movies. Oh, yeah. Not not the first. I think the first was the Beast Within. I think my well, the first the first horror movie that I can remember seeing was, and we saw this in the theater when I was fucking tiny. I'd have to look at the year that it came out to tell you exactly how old I was, but I know I was younger than eight. I was probably five or six, but my parents t- took me to see. Um, the fog, the 1970s oh version of the fog. That was the first one. in the movie theater, like in yeah, the front Adrian, row. The Adrian th- Barbo. Yeah, yeah. The, so uh, the fog and Saturn three was a double feature that I went to. Is is one of my first two. Uh, the Beast Within was that movie the terrified first. me at that age. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the fog. Can we go home? The fog came out eighty three ish. Was it 83? I, 82 to 84, somewhere early 80s. No, it had to be earlier than that because my parents split when I was eight. I was born in 74. So six years later would have been 80. My phone's off, so I can't look it up. Let's see. I'll look that shit up right now. Maybe it was 81 or 82. It was, uh, it was, it's got to be the 80s. I don't know which one was my first, but I know my first love affair with horror films was Halloween when I was like oh, 12. Yeah. Halloween. That was, yeah, that was beautiful. Not the 2005 no, version? 80. Oh, 1980. Okay. 1980. Okay. okay. So I was, I was six couple, years old. Yeah, that was a couple of years old. I yeah. was negative four. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So I was so I was six years old when we went to go see the okay. fog. Yeah. Yeah. I, the first scared time the I, hell out of me. First time I saw the fog was a double feature with uh, Saturn Three, with some blonde bombshell. I forget her name. Um, Saturn Three. I don't know that, that one. I've, I, I, that I've known one. all the other movies you guys have said, but I've never heard of Saturn it's, Three. It's, it's so low budget. I mean, it, it had this the, a couple of stars at the time. Um, a couple of stars at the time. Uh, Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Right. That's okay, the Bond that's, that's show. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. There Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Holy shit. And and it's it's got this robot where like at one point in the movie the the robot's like getting all jealous and shit and wants to be a human and so he's killing <laughs> off killing off all of the humans. humans. Yeah. <laughs> and and if I that vaguely, sounds like a very human thing to do. Yeah, if I vaguely remember, <laughs> I want to be your friend. Let me he, kill you. He wants to be with Farrah Fawcett. The robot uh, wants who, to be with Farrah Fawcett. Who did? I might be remembering this wrong. He wanted to be with Farrah Fawcett, but Farrah Fawcett was with Kirk Douglas. She had the featheriest of feathered hair. So the robot kills all all these people and and takes off their face and kind of. Puts their half their head kind of lopsided on his robot head, so it's like half human, half robot thing. So the wow. the so robot that was... he would appeal to Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> but was the robot Do I bisexual? Look attractive now, so if the robot was with Kirk Douglas. No, no, no. The robot killed Kirk Douglas. Oh, okay. So he could, she could, because she was with Kirk Douglas. She, Farrah Fawcett was. Oh, with, okay. The robot wanted to be with Kirk, with, with, uh, Farrah, Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett. So yeah. she, okay, I'm, 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 I'm picking up what you're Sorry, up. I'm, I, <laughs> and I, I, I know I'm probably remembering bits and pieces of that wrong, but I, I do remember the robot with the robot head and half a human head on it. Okay. It was, yeah, bloody. And I'm going to pull up the trailer here up. and see what this is all about. Like, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it was very low budget. Are we, are we, we're doing this. We got in an isolated sector of our solar system. Saturn is isolated. In around the sixth <laughs> no. planet from our sun lies a distant outpost. A technologically perfect world where mistakes are impossible. That's the 80s. Because way. the impossible is unthinkable. It is called Saturn Three. What happened to Saturn 1 and 2? I don't, I don't know. I think Saturn 3 is the name of the ship, maybe? Each year, yeah, that's I don't why know I if it's the moon or... A solar eclipse plunges this outpost into shadow lock. This seems like, shadow lock. This almost plays like one of those Mormon cartoons. <laughs> All communication is terminated. Oh... And Saturn has, like, really long days, too. Of Saturn uh, 3 about to experience the unthinkable a nightmare so perfect it could only have been made by man captain major this is my partner Ooh, farah oh yeah <laughs> damn there are only that's four quite the outfit on saturn 3 one of them is not human <laughs> <laughs> oh Alarm, alarm, alarm. Wait, I want to back that up a little bit. Did you see that console? Look. So she hits the console and it's like all all, all of these buttons are labeled alarm. Oh, they're different zones. Zone lab, zone... 
Well, that one in the top of the middle says zone all, it looks like. <laughs> or AI. Uh, yeah, let me go with zone all, because that sounds better. <laughs> it, probably, it probably is actually AI. <laughs> but she's, just, she's sitting in a console where but, her apparently her job is to hit a button that says alarm. Yeah, but isn't the AI off alarms everywhere? But if they got an alarm for the AI, isn't the AI was trying to kill her right now? (laughs) I don't know. It's the '80s, man. It didn't need to make sense. I want to see. I want to see how the rest of this trailer plays out. I don't remember Farrah Fawcett being such a terrible actress. It was the '80s. Everybody was. (laughs) That's me. Oh, it's going to take pluck eyeballs. Her eyeball out. Get back, get back, get back. Stay away from me, robot. Fair Fawcett running down a corridor. Kirk Douglas looking concerned. Robot looking menacing. It's got like no head. It's just got like it's shoulders. Just, and it's like everything is humanoid, but it's just got two eyes. Two yeah. eyes. No head, just two eyes. Yeah. Really close to each other. I don't think I've ever even heard of this movie. Oh, it's it's bad. Well, now I feel like I have to watch the whole thing sometime. <laughs> oh, you do. You definitely do. Something Some is watching. Something is watching, waiting, and wanting. Those, those 80s fonts. On Saturn 3. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ITC Entertainment. In the a same, world gone wrong. The same, the same <laughs> company that brought you the Muppets. <laughs> I've never heard of that movie. Uh, how did we get down this rabbit hole? I don't know. I, I don't know what we were, we were talking about. We this. were talking about Stephen King, Isis, and uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, we right. were talking about Kaepernick. How did we get on <laughs> the Saturday? We didn't even finish the video from this guy. <laughs> We started We started with an interview of Rep. Steve King and half an hour later we're looking at clips of Saturn. Honestly, people, we're not we're not actually drunk. <laughs> no, I no. Grant hasn't even drank an entire bottle of wine yet. <laughs> I I'd I'd like to say that doesn't sound as bad as as it is, but it it really is that bad. Uh, well, hopefully no. everyone is entertained. Well, we, I think that was fun. We didn't <laughs> see now, now. There's gonna be a rush on Netflix for Saturn Three. <laughs> yeah, I've, oh. I've never heard of that movie. That's that's it's, very interesting. It's just a very low budget uh, '80s sci-fi horror. Yeah, it looked like Buck so. Rogers kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean that was also the era when sci-fi movies were being pumped out quite regularly. Yeah, I mean it was it was only a couple of years after Star Wars. Yeah. And and so, you know, Battle Beyond the Stars and and all these other sci-fi movies were were trying to capitalize on that, yeah. that fame. Huh. So yeah. Huh. Learn something new every day, I guess. It's not always very useful, but <laughs> <laughs> could be entertaining if you're drunk enough. <laughs> I just know I ain't never getting on a ship called Saturn Three. No, I'll avoid it unless Farrah Fawcett's there. <laughs> <laughs> I do spend probably a little bit more time than I should on on religion, and uh, I have a certain amount of hostility to uh, to it. Uh, I think the most rational reason for it is because of the harm that I see it does. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, 
many people do simply awful things out of sincere religious belief, not using religion as a cover, uh, the way Saddam Hussein may have done, but really because they believe that this is what God wants them to do. Going all the way back to Abraham being willing to sacrifice Isaac because God told him to do that. Putting God ahead of humanity is a terrible thing. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGI Podcast. Thanks, bitches. Religions undermine respect for evidence. Religions harm societies by disfavoring evidence in favor, in favor of faith, preferring mass hysteria, superstition, priestly authority, and the propagation of beliefs by cultural conditioning over controlled, careful, circumspect, public, unbiased inspection. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Well, let's skip. Let's skip the rest of the Steve King thing. <laughs> we all know he's an asshole. <laughs> well, you said you wanted this show to go long. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, we have we have tons of things that we can cover, uh, like I've Waleed Shubat. I've got buttloads of movie trivia. So. <laughs> <laughs> Waleed Shubat, who says that uh, Hillary Clinton's pneumonia is really a sign of demonic possession. Oh, for oh, wow, because. Why wouldn't it be? It's Hillary Clinton. The, Anything the, she does is a sign of demonic possession. The the poor woman. I mean, she's on death's doorstep. I mean, I well, I heard today that the reason she wears pantsuits is to cover up all of the uh, blood clots that would be visible all up and down her leg because <laughs> she's she's about to die in like two weeks. Sarah Fawcett know. is dead. Farrah Fawcett is dead. I she, wanted to. Uh, she passed away like June twenty fifth, two thousand nine, at the age of sixty two. Mm. Does it say how she died? Uh, it probably does in here in the trivia section. I'll find that huh. here in a second. Huh. <laughs> so Walid oh. Walid Shubat, the extremist right. This comes to us from Right Wing Watch. Uh, the extremist right wing activist behind the bogus smear of Kazir Khan is out with a new post explaining what is really behind Hillary Clinton's recent bout of pneumonia. It's demonic possession. As Shubat explains, Clinton once reportedly held an emergent an imaginary conversation with Eleanor Roosevelt, and that happened, and that opened her up to demonic possession, which is now manifesting itself as various health problems. I, have you heard anything about Hillary Clinton I, having an imaginary conversation with Eleanor th- Roosevelt? Yeah. <laughs> this this one is new to me. And why would that necessarily open up the door to demonic possessions? Well, unless I mean, if if a demon presented himself as Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And and lied. So know, is that, that what he's saying? That uh, that that would be my so. Assumption. So is is he trying to say but that there's there's only there was one first lady who had like uh, tarot readers and and shit like that at the White House, and it wasn't Clinton, but I don't remember who it was. Hmm. But th- there was a first lady, and I don't know if it was Bush or Reagan or or you know. I don't remember, but there was a first lady who was into all the whole kind of tarot. Thing. Oh, that was thought, that was Nancy Reagan. Yeah, that well, was Reagan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, 
So I, I don't know why Reagan's, you know, Nancy Reagan yeah, Nancy wasn't Reagan susceptible is, to is demonic into, possession. Yeah, tarot cards and psychics and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So so the the post reads that Houston, according to Clinton, suggested an imaginary meeting between Clinton and the deceased Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh. The first lady duly submitted to the visioning and role playing game. Bob Bob Woodward's book The Choice revealed this exercise publicly in 1996. The New York Post and the Daily News labeled Houston Hillary's guru, and the Boston Herald dubbed her the First Lady's spiritual advisor. I'm not sure who Houston is. Uh, so we do not need confirmation from Ripperger to what happens when one dabbles. There are several videos where he explains that no matter what types of channeling people do, the results are similar. Where one invites oppression or even demonic possession, oh. it's demonic! By participating in only one of these practices, I had a Ouija board. I, I never got demonically possessed. I I would I would be very interested to fact check this because they're they're saying right there up a little bit that Bob Wood Bob Woodward's book revealed Hillary Clinton's interest in the occult uh-huh. in 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 his book in in what ninety six yeah ninety six. I have a hard time believing Bob Woodward would publish something like that. Possibly he's a little he's a little batty these days. Have you heard him But this is well, 96. Uh, well, yeah, his book this in 96. 20 years ago. Yeah. I and he he always seemed kind of like a, a fairly respectable journalist. Yeah. So I I'd, I'd really question whether that actually exists in his book. Well, he's or not. part of the dynamic Woodward and Bernstein duo, so well, yeah. I mean, quite possibly. I mean, a lot of people in in posts like this and things, quotes like this, they like to just throw shit out knowing that no one's going to go back to the 96 book by Woodward <laughs> and, and verify that is he, he actually Is he it. David Bartonizing his, his quote yeah. here? Uh, and maybe he's not. Maybe Woodward did say it, but I'd, I'd love to fact check that little piece. Yeah, this is weird. It continues and says the, the election is around the corner unless Hillary converts to Christianity – her condition is permanent. Unless she converts to Christianity because, you know, she hasn't gone on the record recently as saying that is, the president should kneel and pray to God. Yeah. Like she isn't because saying that's, she that's is that's a Christian. What a de- but that's exactly what a demon would say, Ryan. True. Who's trying to trick us before they get into the office of the president. <gasps> Wait. Are you saying the pope's a demon? <laughs> of course, today's world cannot admit all this is simply symptoms of demonic possession or affliction. However, one sees the situation. Hillary's symptoms are crystal clear, which has every single element in the combination symptoms she displays. According to Edward Klein's forthcoming book, Unlikable, The Problem with Hillary, quote, political insiders say Hillary is tired, depressed, and plagued by blinding headaches, bouts of insomnia, and near-fainting spells on the campaign trail, which are kept secret. Super secret. All the examples can be found explained by dabblers where psychiatrists simply lump as psychosomatic. The attractions to opening the portal of the demonic realm is everywhere. No matter what label the media slaps or cellophane wrap ancient demonic channeling, people and voters need to be aware. Um, What? That that didn't uh, even make sense. No matter what label the media slaps or cellophane wrap ancient demonic channeling people. Yeah. They didn't even have cellophane wrap when these ancient demons were around. But that sentence is very poorly constructed. It makes (laughs) no sense. Anyway, beware, everybody. Hillary Clinton is actually a demon. Yeah. 
In case you I were see, wondering, I've seen, I, her, yeah. seen her horns. I thought that was a foregone conclusion. By Clearly, Waleed Shubat is a Bernie supporter. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Bernie or Buster. I just, so because I was a Bernie supporter quoting, also. He's but. quoting the New York Post. He's quoting the Washington Times. Uh-huh. No, he's he's definitely hardcore right wing. He's cuckoo bananas. So so before we forget about Farrah Fawcett. I would never, I would never do such a thing, sir. It, it wasn't the cancer that killed her. Apparently, she just died. Oh yeah. Um, but there is another piece of very unusual There's information that phone sound again. about Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> <laughs> you know how? So IMDb puts trivia about actors and all that kind of stuff up on there. Uh, yeah. And the first one on here, just you know, so I'm reading. It says she had unusually large nipples. Which added to the popularity of her iconic poster. However, yeah. during her iconic role in the television series Charlie's Angels in 1976, the broadcast standards department censors at ABC became very concerned about her her termed nipple protrusion in some of her wardrobe. <laughs> Hell yeah, nipple protrusion. That's a great band name right there. We call it pokey nowadays. Nipple protrusion. Protrusion is just a fun word. You throw a nipple in front yeah. of it, and it's fucking amazing. It is. It's magical that way. It's better than moist. <laughs> <laughs> Some people get offended I, by that one. IMDb has been the best and worst thing to ever happen in my life. Oh, yeah? Oh, I love IMDb. IMDb. I go on there for all movies. IMDb is the site I've been using longer than any site in in Internet's history. It was probably one of the first <laughs> because – I have such a bad memory, and it plagues me when I can't remember something. <laughs> when I see a face on a TV show, I'm like, like what the fuck's their name? Where the fuck did I see him before? I saw him yeah. in some show, some movie, and, and IMDb answers all these questions. It does. And the trivia is wonderful, and I love everything about it. Why it's the worst thing is I go to a movie now, and, and I'm God. like watching the movie, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I know that guy. I want to look him up, and I can't fucking pull up IMDb in a movie theater. I mean, when I'm sitting at home, I'm watching a movie. It's like I just where the fuck do I know that guy from? I spend half the movie surfing trivia while I'm watching the fucking movie. But in a movie theater, I can't fucking do it, and it just pisses me off. I do do the same thing at home. Yeah, Yeah, I I usually go on not for like the actors, but. I'm like, oh, this is an older movie. It's probably got some weird trivia online about I do it. That so too. I do I'll start it about going TV through shows. Yeah, or like goofs. It like I'm like, oh, the I got I gotta look for that. I gotta look for that. I gotta look for that. Yeah. Yeah. The the bloopers. The like bloopers. how in Indiana Jones, uh in the Crusade for the Lost Ark, you can see his reflection in the in the glass when he's looking when face the, to the face snakes? with the snake. Yeah. When he's in the snake yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry. Another it happens. No, you're fine. We're just going to name this episode Tangent. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we'll close out this episode before we move on to recording the next one for next week. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it very much. Hopefully you enjoyed our little tangential trip down the rabbit hole <laughs> from Steve King to fucking Saturn 3. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and Farrah Fawcett's and- nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple protrusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another good name for the episode. People will definitely listen to it then. Nice. Yes. Post, post, nipple post. protrusion. The nipple <laughs> protrusion excursion. That's that's going to be that's going to be the name of this episode for sure. All post, right. Post your feedback on what you think about Saturn Three. I'll, I'll I'll be interested. I haven't seen it in decades, so it'll all of a sudden get a huge spike on Rotten Tomato. 
IMDb is going to be like, why the fuck is everybody <laughs> yeah. looking up Saturn 3? What the hell? Nobody wants to watch <laughs> Alias anymore, but everyone wants to watch Saturn 3. We've, we've noticed that, Sarah, that, that Farrah Fawcett and Saturn 3 are trending. That's weird. <laughs> and and Sarah, Farrah Fawcett's nipple protrusion. <laughs> Today's top Google search, Farrah Fawcett's nipples. <laughs> Well, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you very much, Mr. Larimer, for joining us this evening. Oh, shit. What'd you do? No, I was, I was just, <laughs> you were trending searches. And I just, I remembered that thing I saw today about uh, the the number of searches for the word um, deplorable increased, oh. increased right. by 50,000 percent. What's that mean? Like, what is, yeah, people probably look like, not, what, is, what's, what does that word mean? Not 50,000 more people were searching. No. 50,000 50, percent. That's pretty increase big. In, in the word deplorable. But how, how often is someone actually searching the word deplorable? <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, so. <laughs> Maybe the, not. the United States has very small vocabularies. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> close, close. I'm, I'm going to shut up. We'll say goodnight, ladies. Goodnight, ladies.
Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.